0: You're listening to The Only Constant, a podcast about active hope. In today's conversation, we spoke with Connor Bishop. Connor loves building things and exploring new hobbies. His guiding principle in life is to always have something to look forward to, a mindset that keeps him motivated. From building an infinity mirror to carving wood, he sees hands on hobbies as a path to continual learning and connection to humanity.
1: When I'm out there just whittling away at a piece of wood, I really feel like I'm there, and like nothing else really matters. It's extremely relaxing. Yeah, it does bring me closer to the piece that I'm working on. It brings me closer to the person that I'm making the thing for. It does bring me closer to nature, to people, just to myself. I learn more about my practices and my methods of doing it, and it's normally like one of the best ways I could spend my time.
0: Connor's passion is driven by an understanding that no skill is ever fully mastered. There's always room for improvement, and a lesson can be found in every hobby. He's always eager to jump into the next learning opportunity. Hopefully, you find some hope today. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in today, and thank you, my friend, for coming on
1: once again. Thank you. We haven't seen you since season two. No, we have not. Let's start with your name and your pronouns. My name is Connor Bishop. My pronouns are he, him. Okay. Yeah.
0: And before coming on today, you gave us a list of things that you're passionate about. Yes. Number one on that list Mm -hmm. is building things. And as broad as that is, I know that you really
1: do love it. I do love building things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's, I honestly just want to start out with what you think your favorite thing you've ever built is.
1: Uh, Definitely one of the very first things i ever built is this infinity mirror. You guys probably have seen it before. Mm -hmm. It's a mirror that hangs on my wall, but It uses, like, LED strips and a two-way mirror to create this really cool infinity effect. It's kind of an illusion, and it was a bitch to build. I had to build (laughs) it twice to get it right, and that's when I really learned that I just like building things, especially if they're challenging, because it was a real puzzle to figure it out.
0: Mm. And, okay, so what about building things, like, draws you to it, I guess?
1: Uh, Especially the, the challenge. I like that I can jump into a project not knowing how to build it, but taking it step by step I'll figure it out along the way Mm -hmm. and I know by the time it's finished and I put all the work into it and make it the best that I can I'm very very happy with it and I'm very proud when I'm able to look at the finished product Mm. and say I built that people can see it people can enjoy it and look at it and appreciate it themselves Mm. and I built it that took me like two months
0: (laughs) (laughs) so is it is it really a huge part of it that people appreciate what you build
1: yeah, I don't build things for other people to appreciate them, but I've built many things as gifts, and I've built many things to uh, show how I like I care about someone. Or f- yeah, I, I just like that they can appreciate it too, and I like that I can be happy with what I did, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's a challenging way I can spend my time, and it's very rewarding for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would certainly hope so, because you
1: really do spend so much time mm-hmm. just like building. Oh, yeah, things R- yeah. really
0: just like a bunch of stuff. It's just like, oh, OK, that's cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and like any hobby, it's a, like a learning hobby where you only get better at it by doing new things. You know, if I were to build the same thing over and over again, I wouldn't really get much better. Mm. I got to keep making new things like a recent challenging one that I built was wood carving. That I've been on to recently, but I made two interlocking hearts out of wood and I built that out of one block. And then I carved them separately, like two rings, and then they're permanently together, and I built it as a gift for my mom. That's Mm. really sweet. Yeah. So it's like an acts of service love language for you. Yeah. And it's a lot cheaper, too, (laughs) (laughs) than a regular gift. I spent zero (laughs) dollars on that one, but also like a 100 hours.
2: Mm. I was about to say, how long does it usually take you to build Uh, stuff? The (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
1: I would love to make like shorter term building projects, but I just like normally cannot get into that for some reason. Yeah. I always got to make it hard for some reason. And that one took me, it was like a month of my time, but I did that like a couple hours every day. Some days I couldn't work on it, but it was um a couple dozen hours. Mm. So you're fairly
0: part. regimented in the way you approach these things. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, you can't build, like you said, you can't build something or get good at building new things without literally building new things. And in order to do that, Mm -hmm. you have to learn new skills. Exactly, That's number two on your list. Learning new things. Exactly. Just learning. And once again, building things, learning things, I think we can all acknowledge how broad those things are, but Mm -hmm. I feel like when it comes to you specifically, Mm -hmm. you have almost created like this life mission from it.
1: Yes. You Um, know, learning things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been trying to pick apart like what hobbies are like, I call this one an open-ended learning hobby. But if you think if you think about it, cooking is just another learning hobby. You just have to learn how to cook a new dish every time you want to get better at cooking, and mm-hmm. then you just keep learning new things. You know, that's like all hobbies, but cooking is just a really obvious version of it. Like, name any hobby. like
0: uh, Brewing. Brewing. Yeah, yeah beer you, brewing.
1: Yeah, you can, like, learn how to make a new type of beer. You can learn a new way to make it. You mm. can learn how to make a beer that someone else thought was really good or that Mm -hmm. you tried in another state and then you learned how to make that one as opposed to just learning remaking the same beer over and over again you're not really learning anything Mm. hula hooping hula hooping there are many different tricks and (laughs) things you can do with hula hooping and I feel like if you just hula hoop casually it just turns into like a leisure activity or even an exercise but Mm. the more like tricks you learn with hula hooping the more the better you get at it you know Mm. and would you say that you avoid just learning one thing for too long. I um, just got a
0: degree in electrical engineering. you so didn't really <laughs> have a choice on that one, but you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah.
1: I try to stay away from it, but when it comes to things like cooking and I need to survive and I'm not like going out of my way to spend time learning new things to cook, I will just make the same thing over over again, but I wouldn't call that like learning. Again, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to sometimes you need to, but really you don't go anywhere just by doing the same thing over and over again.
0: Mm. But we've brought it up before real quick. I know you're about to ask something but we've brought up how it takes however many hours to become a master in something. 10,000 10,000 hours. Okay, so is that even possible for you? Will you ever reach 10,000 hours in something? Yeah. Or will you always be a jack of all trades?
1: I face this one a lot because people say jack of all trades, master of none and that has like not very much value to it but I like to think of it (laughs) as more well-rounded. Because if I'm able to play guitar, if I'm able to build something for someone, cook them an amazing meal, give them a massage, like all these like different hobbies, but I'm not like a master at any of them. I would say it's well-rounded of myself, not master of none. You know, Mm. maybe I should hone in on a few of my hobbies better (laughs) instead of just starting a new hobby instead of finishing an old one (laughs) or continuing one. But I have fun. Okay. And I feel like the hobbies can be like broken down into a tree. Like the building things one is like a really, there's so many different ways you can build stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I can get, I can put 10,000 hours into building things, but like a thousand hours into 10 different ways to build things. Mm. But the next one I'm really excited about is stone carving.
0: Mm. Going from wood carving to stone
1: carving. That's actually why I picked up wood carving. Okay. Because how many. People, do you know Stone Cart? Like, no, it's a dead hobby. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But Julius Caesar has a bust of his own head. I don't. So,
0: are you going to make your head?
1: I could. (laughs) (laughs) It's an expensive hobby one day. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
2: Do you
0: feel like these
2: hobbies and building and using your hands for stuff, Mm -hmm. does it give you a sense of connection to? being a human does it make you feel more alive to do that stuff yes okay
1: Hmm. when i'm out there just whittling away at a piece of wood i really feel like i'm there and like nothing else really matters it's extremely relaxing you can imagine just a simple motion carving away at a piece of wood Mm. and it really makes me feel like more like a monkey like (laughs) i should and just like getting out there i also do it outside which helps it's just a good reason to get outside Hmm. and yeah, it does bring me closer to the piece that I'm working on. It brings me closer to the person that I'm making the thing for. Mm-hmm. It's mostly things I'm not making for myself. But it does bring me closer to nature, to people, just to to myself. I learn more about my practices and my methods of doing it. And it's normally, like, one of the best ways I could spend my time.
0: Mm. Actually, you bring up a good point, Ted. Like, the amount that you use your hands, Connor, is... Mm-hmm. I would actually say pretty unique for today's day and age because I feel like there is so much room mm-hmm. for not
1: <laughs> Literally. That.
0: Like you can. It's so easy to just sit down.
1: Oh, my God. All day long. Uh, most everyone, like, veges out at some point in their yeah. day and forgets how the last hour went by. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just scrolling. Exactly. Yeah. Really strong thumbs. <laughs> yeah. It's thumb day at the gym today.
0: <laughs> but you really do. You spend so much time investing in... And I love how you put it. It's like it make you feel like a monkey, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we are oh, yeah. apes, right? Ape-like, Literally. right? Yeah. And the, we are sensual beings in mm-hmm. the very... Uh, literal sense. Yeah, literal sense of the word. And like we're using our senses to make sense of mm-hmm. the world around us, right? And that used to be integral to who we were. Right. Not that it isn't anymore, but it seems as though we're not prioritizing it as much or the importance of it has almost lessened
1: over time. It's not dawning on us
0: how important it is for, like, you walk in, you smell something good, Mm, that's a good day right there. Simple, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: Simple tasks, simple pleasures.
0: Yes. Well, and
2: this is another thing to add to this conversation, which is, like, especially using hands specifically. Mm -hmm. I know all of our senses play into the human experience, but there's really something so integral about using your hand to Mm -hmm. feel stuff. Yes. And it's, like, you look at the modern era, Mm-hmm. And obviously there's still plenty of opportunities to go touch touch things, but it's like <laughs> it's like th- there there was this sense of exploration maybe back mm-hmm. in back in the day. Yeah. And maybe that's being lost because you don't have to go to a forest to learn more about a tree. Mm-hmm. You can just look it up on Google. Yes. Yeah. And it's like So anyway, just more of a philosophical discussion, but in your opinion, mm-hmm. you know, how do you think do you think everybody should maybe use their hands more?
1: I think everyone should get outside more. Um maybe like hand working isn't like everyone's niche, mm-hmm. but like maybe you like drawing, and that's still like something with your hands, or maybe you like kickboxing. That's mm-hmm. you know, not really a very hands-on activity, but
2: it's definitely <laughs> tactile. You're feeling it, a yes, lot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: I heard online that people Americans spend like 14% of their day outside, which mm. is ridiculously low, but Mm. I believe it, and I spend many days myself not outside for more than 14% of my day.
0: You know, sorry if yeah. it sounds pessimistic, but 14 even sounds a little high for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how much time do... Weird. my job is based on being indoors yeah. for the most part. And if it weren't up to me being like, hey, I'm going to go drive the golf cart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? And, like, get outside. But I'm not walking. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, like, doing things with my hand. I mean, I'm using a steering wheel right but this golf cart has no power steering so actually it is a very uh (laughs) experience (laughs) but at the same time it's like my my job and so many people are based Mm -hmm. uh their job is based inside and they're done with work they're going to go home they're going to be inside of their home and they're going to feel comfortable doing that unless they recharge by going on walks or something right
1: yeah yeah walks are really useful a good way to get outside but really just tried many different things like you don't know you'll won't love it and you mm-hmm. try it and i've picked some weird hobbies myself but anything you, like you even used to enjoy and then dropped off because you're busy with something else like pick it back up whether it was like drawing or painting or something like that mm. i think everyone should have at least one creative outlet yes a lot of people i know don't do anything to expand their like creative mind or all they do is like Maybe they play an instrument, which is actually a really good creative hobby. Mm. Yeah, that's a different point. <laughs> um I'm into is a lot of people just don't have their own creative hobby and they don't do something to really expand their mind except for like studying what they're required to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, something like outside of that is really helpful. Okay. Yeah. Definitely.
2: yeah. Real quick. How
1: do you find new hobbies? How, how could people find new stuff inspiration really i just watched like even on entertainment i was i think i was watching better call saul when i saw like it was like a less than five second shot one of the extras was carving a piece of wood and then let the main characters through the gate or something Mm -hmm. really irrelevant but i was like that looks like fun (laughs) 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 and now i've made like uh, hundreds of hours into it so
0: wow so it's just something just sparks that interest for you yeah i dive right in
1: i try to like talk to a lot of people too, see what they recommend and what they enjoy doing i have a long list of hobbies i still plan on trying Mm. but it's really just like anything that you see that you might have some kind of interest in i the first time i ever built something before the mirror i built my friend literally just invited me over and i was like hey we're gonna make um little cups out of wood I don't know how he got the idea, but we never even finished it together. <laughs> and then I had, like, a half-finished cup, and then, like, three months later, I was like, "Yeah, I might as well finish it, and now it's my pencil cup.
0: Oh, sweet. Yeah. It's got a cool memory tied to it, too. Exactly. Well, what about, like, because, I mean, actually, I think, Ted, you bring up a good point, which is like becoming interested in something like yeah. or passionate about something, you know, however you want to describe it. Mm-hmm. But it seems like for you, it comes very naturally, right? It's just yes. kind of like, you don't even think about it. It's almost impulsive. Oh, that's cool. Hmm, I'm gonna do that, right? Yeah. You know, who knows where that'll lead. But I, I also, I want to get your opinion on someone that it doesn't come naturally to. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, what would
1: you say to them? Or it's just like,
0: man, I, there's just so many cool things. I can't decide what to do, mm-hmm. you know?
1: So you're talking about someone who is not like sparked by a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Or, is, or not,
0: is very much sparked by almost everything, and they just can't decide.
1: They can't decide on one. Mm-hmm. Both sides of that coin, yeah. Um, well, I'll say if you can't decide on one, you really just have to, it's like redundant, but you just have to pick one and <laughs> run with it. <laughs> yeah. And it's really about what you're capable of doing at the time. Like, there's always going to be a hobby that's easier to try than another, or something that's like a little bit more interesting than another. And if you're really not sparked by, anything it sounds like you have some bigger issues in life (laughs) like to be honest but I'm all for helping people out and the first thing I ask someone is like are you sleeping regularly at night are you like exercising any Mm. but if someone's like not sparked by any hobby whatsoever and then they should work on their own like lifestyle first I guess and get that arranged and then I feel like it does come naturally to everyone or it should come naturally to everyone something that makes you want to like get outside and work on it or really just finish up whatever you have to do to start on this hobby Mm -hmm. you know and um i think everyone deserves to have a hobby and that's why i have a long list of cheap hobbies
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay let's go could you remember the first few
1: well wood carving is one of them (laughs) okay um exercising it's hard to qualify as a hobby but you can exercise for very cheap. Like even without a gym membership, you can get a resistance band. Um, yeah. Stretching I really like. I, I'm a big stretcher. You just, uh, gymnastics is not a very expensive hobby. Just going out to a gymnasium if you can get out there. Um, I have the – oh, wood, no, stone skipping is a cheap hobby.
0: Okay. St- yeah, it is.
1: Skipping stones. Yeah. Just kind of lying around.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, lakes are free. Yeah, so rocks. that's actually, a,
1: that's a sad hobby. And if you ask me just for one niche reason. So apparently the physical limit to how many times you can skip a stone is 29 times. Right? Mm-hmm. It's 39, but there is a number that has been calculated. And you just like the way that the, the physics works out and the math is like checks out, you cannot skip a stone more than this number of times. So, so someone did it and Someone, it's like that's as good as it's going to get. Exactly. This guy literally spent I want to say most of his life probably skipping stones, mastering the craft. Probably 10,000 hours or something skipping stones and then he did it. He reached the record. And you can't get any better than he did. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but nobody okay, on a on a positive tone. Yeah. Nobody can beat his record.
1: Yes. But what do you do next? You you can't improve. Yeah. You can get consistent at it. He can he can get so good he does it every time. (laughs) But it's like it's like the astronauts coming back to Earth. You know, they they become depressed after they finish their last mission. It's a common pattern that astronauts are like depressed. Really? And have like very little will to like continue like doing things and like moving on. How come? It's because they finished their greatest work. They did their last mission. Damn. Then they're done. Mm. And then they have to figure out something else to do with their lives. They literally Mm. spent probably 10,000 hours of their life, probably since like really early childhood, committing to schooling, training, all the practices they had to do to be an astronaut. And then what do you do after you're done? Mm -hmm. Figure something else out? Mm. It's hard.
0: You're really highlighting how important it is, though, to have a purpose.
1: Yes. Yeah. You you have to find it yourself, too, because you really have to always have like a higher goal to reach. Like if you actually reach one goal, there should be another one after that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, exc- like periods of life where you're like having a lot of fun and there's like a, an event coming up and then another one. If there's not another one, like, and there's nothing else to do and you're just like working your job after that point, it becomes boring. Mm-hmm. You know, so I always try to have a thing to look forward to, mm. which is relevant in my life right now because I'm starting my big nine to five job Soon, this is a big year for me. Very excited for you. Done with school, moving away from all my friends here, and mm-hmm. then I'll be working, and that's the end of all my plans for like parties, hanging out with my friends, getting to do new activities. Except I have one in mind that is something to look forward to. There's a solar eclipse going over San Antonio, Texas, in next April. Oh, cool! Yeah. yeah so I'm inviting everyone, anyone who's listening or here, come out to San Antonio. <laughs> Sweet. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Actually, that would be really fun mm-hmm. to take a road trip. Yeah. Go yeah. out west visit
1: you in San Antonio. Yeah, it's like a 14-hour drive from it's here. It's not that bad. Yeah. Come on out. You can stay in my i will do that a couple of days. Yeah. It's easy. I don't like overwhelming myself. but That's cool, though. You know what I mean, though? You always have to have something to look forward to. Yes. Because it's like after that, I don't know what I'm doing, but you got to keep it interesting. You can't just like stop at any point hmm. Right. hmm. Yeah.
0: The creative outlet, like you were mentioning before.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. You well, always have to have some next goal.
0: Yeah. Why don't we
2: take a break? And when we come back, we'll continue with some of your passions.
1: All right. Sounds Be good. right back.
0: We'd like to take a second to shout out our monthly patrons. Thank you to Aaron B., Christina S., Corbin G., Dan W, Mimi S, Kareem A, and Luciano B for their continuous support of the podcast. Everything we do on this show wouldn't be possible without the generous support of listeners like you. Consider joining us on Patreon, where for just a dollar a month, you can support the podcast and help us even more in the conversation about active hope. Now, back to the episode. Hello, everybody. We are back with Connor Bishop's second
1: half. We are I want to start out with your passion about playing games. Yes. So it sounds a little childish playing games it's like <laughs> for kids, right? But we really play games our whole lives. Like, mm-hmm. see old people playing shuffleboard, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just the type of games that we play. And what I'm getting to is that I don't know what the meaning of life is, but I do know that playing games is fun. And I do know that most everyone likes playing some type of game whether they're playing games with their enemies, whether they're playing games to get closer with their family or their friends. Actually, a lot of people don't play games enough, in my opinion. Mm. But what I do know is that old people tend to usually give similar advice. And it's always pretty much something like, have fun, enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. you know. And I don't think that gets used enough or like heard enough mm. somehow. So I always try inviting people to play games Making a, or making plans to play games with other people. It's just like one of the ways that I get to know people and get along with people. I have a huge collection of board games, and one of my some of my friends actually say it's my party trick to teach people, teach especially drunk people, how to play a board game, <laughs> <laughs> it's something that I have an avid enjoyer of. You're really good at it. <laughs> Teaching people how to play games is one of my favorite things to do, actually.
2: Okay. You know what's funny about what you said? Old people give that advice a lot. Actually, some of the first games I ever played when I was a kid, yeah. my grandma
0: was like, we should play a game. Exactly. Actually, me too. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. I've played so many board games with my
1: grandparents. Old people are wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but,
0: and honestly, it was so much more fulfilling than like watching a show with them or something. Yeah. It's very yeah. quality time. Yeah. We played Rummy King a lot. It was oh, good. same. Really? Yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah. But so I think this is uh, great how you're highlighting... The, like, the wisdom that comes from experience and all that fun stuff. And I feel like you are avidly trying to absorb it as much as you can before you get to that age. Yeah. And it seems like this interest doesn't just apply to one specific type of game. Because I know you also love video games. Yes. Yeah. But it's like board games as well. Yep. Card games, apparently. Card games. Mind games. Mind games. When you're feeling like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to a game. Yeah. Real quick, thought experiment. I'm going to take Ted's place real quick with this question. I feel like okay. I'm asking Ted questions today. I feel <laughs> exciting. Um,
1: what is your opinion on life being a game? Life is a game. Okay. And the game is to figure out. So for, well, the game changes for everyone. But for me, it's to figure out how to have the most fun. Mm. And make people, like not just for myself, but like spark other people to have fun. I've literally like, incited people to like, get board games before, mm-hmm. but back to the life is a game thing, I feel like everyone's playing it, and everyone's having their different motives and their different reasons, but there's no like wrong way to play it either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, life does feel like a game, especially in the sense that a lot of people are just having fun and doing whatever they want, and that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. And there's not, like, a specific set of rules
0: that's laid out for everybody. It's like, no. you better follow these rules, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I th- what's interesting, I'm glad that you think that life is a game. Because, <laughs> like, even thinking back to when I played board games with my parents, or, like, you know, Rummy King, let's say, right? Yeah. Sometimes
1: it get pretty serious. Yeah. It <laughs> people <laughs> take games seriously. Yes, they do. <laughs> Ego gets in the way. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like I say life is a game and people play it however they want, but people do have their own issues and people do need to like treat it with respect and there are mm-hmm. consequences. But mm-hmm. Yes, there are people who get frustrated with games. I've seen it firsthand a lot, and I've gotten mad at video games <laughs> all, <Yeah>. many times. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it's not like a long-lasting like rage. Like no one like really like has a bad life because they like lost a game recently no. with their friends. Like you know, in the end, well, maybe you do make enemies and lose friendships over a game sometimes, <laughs> but. That's uh, sometimes a problem that you need to work out on, on yourself. I I think I have a good relationship with games and I try to incite a good relationship with games mm. to like let people have their moment if they're like pissy or something. Mm-hmm. But like keep like remind everyone that you're playing the games just to like have fun and have a good memorable experience with someone else. Mm-hmm. You know. That's like it should be that simple. It's a games are for fun. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Dude, I <sighs> We used to play in high school. We played Risk like, every other day. And we would just like have screaming matches. Oh. <laughs> of course. But that's kind of
2: part of the fun, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. It yes. really is, though. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Anyway, so next passion Yeah. that kind of just came up randomly. Yes. But when you showed me, it's a real thing. You love making lists. I love making lists. And you lists. mentioned that you have a list of hobbies that you're eventually
1: going to get to. Yes. Why? Where, where does that come from? Um, Making lists. Well, I said a little bit about this earlier when you're asking me about how I find new hobbies. It's a lot of just like listening to people and things and whatever content I'm watching, paying attention to something that might spark something in my mind. And writing it down in my notes app is really where I keep a lot of these things. I have a great list of house ideas. I have a really fun list of idioms that you can take literally. Mm. Um, I can go into some of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them is... a let's say we go shopping for some windows you can call it window shopping <laughs> <laughs> or we all get together and we make really really long poles uh, and then you make them like 10 foot long and you don't touch things with them so you could say you wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole <laughs> <laughs> or you um, as a gift you get someone some gears and then you start grinding your gears <laughs> I could do this all day Connor <laughs>
0: Oh, but actually, it's interestingly enough, this is a really good point because I feel like a lot of stress can be taken off someone's shoulders simply by recording the things they think.
1: Yeah. A lot of people do write down like how they're feeling about a certain thing or a day and they write out their emotions. And I feel like that is very helpful mm-hmm. for, for most people, I would say. I don't know how many people, but me personally... I just write down things so that I can like share them with other people. Okay. Or even so I can remind myself in the future because I'm going to build a house one day and I have a a good list, quality list of things that I'm going to do and implement in this house. Okay. such as the most recent one I'm really excited about ties into the theme of the only constant being change modular house. Okay. I'm going to arrange the floor plan and the building of the construction of the house so that all of the walls and the doors are able to be moved around and changed. Cause the idea is that your house is always changing. Even when you're not home, like things are getting older, your plants are growing. Your house is always changing. So foundation you, might be sinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tornado. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you embrace that, you can make a very dynamic house, and if I put in the money for it, I can literally have tracks on the floors and ceilings, so that I could rearrange the floor plan of the house on a whim one day. So if I feel like it, I could totally just like put my bedroom on the other side of the house. I can make a hallway right here. I could make the living room there if I wanted to, just cause, and I could have the floor plan be like constant for like a month or so, and then just feel like changing it one day. I don't want there to be like a a bonkers number of combinations I can make my house look. That is the first time I've ever heard something like
0: that. <laughs> Thank you. That's really cool. And would you do this out of like um,
1: you know those like big uh, storage containers? I could do that. I feel like those are very um like metal and like a specific shape. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more of like a larger square or rectangle shape and then the doors and the, all the walls have to be custom built, which would be fun by and you, obviously by me. <laughs> and then tracks, and then also some easy way to like move them around. But it would take a lot of planning for sure.
2: Yes. Yeah. But I guess if involved. that ever if that ever becomes a reality,
1: yeah, I'm going. And every time you come to my house, it'll be different. it'll be different.
2: will be <laughs> that'll be funny, man. <laughs> then if you have kids they're going to be like, what the fuck, dad? Why is my bedroom over here now?
1: <laughs> they come home from school one day and they cannot find their bedroom. <laughs> they're like, oh, sorry, that's a garage right now. <laughs>
0: Actually, that's a, but what about, because if it is modular, mm-hmm. is that also going to be, uh, is portable the right word for this?
1: Moveable. Um That I just sparked another idea in me. The original idea was like a static house that's like, has a foundation and is in one place. Mm-hmm. But you gave me the idea for like an RV that I could make modular. Mm. That would be a challenge. Smaller space, and so maybe a little easier.
0: Well, there are many, like there are like tiny houses, quote unquote, that yeah. people make pretty darn big. And they're, because they're on wheels mm-hmm. in certain states or whatever, you don't have to pay property tax if right. you don't have like a foundation or something. But it's just because it's on wheels and then they put like some... uh wooden whatever the fuck you know (laughs) on like on the bottom of it so like covers up like you can't like see underneath right but it just looks like a house yeah and then if they want you just hook up a truck to it and pull it somewhere else right bring it somewhere else yeah yeah so i mean you could easily do that it's super realistic yeah i could do anything i wanted to (laughs) (laughs) that's true um ted do you have anything left to say on this Mm -hmm. last one well i didn't think we'd get to it but it looks like we will okay and your love for america Oh, my God. Because I think a lot of the things that you've mentioned so far highlight the
1: beauty of America. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard to really quantify it, but America is a great place for opportunity, specifically the job market. And just I met a guy at a Goodwill electronics store who told me that two years ago, he just finished like 15 years in prison Mm. and just got out. And apparently, 11 months later, he was the owner of this electronics store. And not only that, but this electronics store was turning crazy profits, like literally outperforming like most every other Goodwill in the state. And they're not not for profit, but I don't understand the specifics on this store. Mm -hmm. But it's actually one of the only in the entire country that is like it. Apparently, there's only one other Goodwill electronics. And that one is much more like... Brand owned. This guy literally gets in computer parts from the distributor that he knows. He calls it his plug. Kind of shady, (laughs) (laughs) but he makes it such that you can get a better deal on a computer than you, like a pre-built computer, than you would buying all the parts and building it yourself. Which is unheard of because in that industry, the way to do it is to buy all the parts and build it yourself, and you don't have to pay an exuberant amount of money for a computer Mm -hmm. but this guy is literally using the donated parts and the stuff that he gets from the distributor straight to just make great deals on computers anyway what I'm getting to about America is that this guy had his passion got out of jail and then pursued it Mm -hmm. and fully like is extremely motivated by his kids to keep doing it and make money and he was telling me how much he's performing and how great the upper level goodwill people are like mm. proud of it and happy for him and giving him more budget to continue this project. And mm. he really did find something that he loved and just ran with it. And I feel like you wouldn't <laughs> be able to do that anywhere else. Yeah, dude, that's actually a really good little story yeah, that a, you just gave. It's a great story. He he literally told us the story like pretty quickly, but it was nice to hear. Wow. That's uh, you know, it, I think it really does highlight how we have, so
0: much opportunity here. Yes. He spent how many years in prison? I think 15. And less than a year later, he yeah. was the owner of this electronics store.
1: Yes. Wow. He really turned himself around. And I just first time went out of the country this past month. Mm-hmm. And I realized it wasn't all that different. Like... The way people lived their lives and the way people just like went about their day was not that different than it was here. Like the roads were a little smaller and the cars were a bit different and the food was a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it really isn't all that crazy difference. But here the industry and our jobs are much more available to us Mm -hmm. than we realize. Mm-hmm. Real quick, do you want to mention the
0: countries that you visited on your trip?
1: Yes. First, we went to Spain, then Morocco, France, and then Italy, and then we spent a week in Ibiza, off the coast of Spain.
0: Mm. And of all those places, you still have
1: such a love for America. That's how interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I did love those places, but that's when I really found that I am just an American. Mm. straight up I can't I cannot as much as I try embracing another culture because I wanted to be like living in France for a very long time and I really Mm. thought that was like what I was going to be doing Mm. and I might be postponing it just because of a how rude the French were (laughs) (laughs) and b how American I really am Mm. Just can't change that Mm. so again embracing things is really important Mm -hmm. to me
2: you might not realize you're as american as you are until you go somewhere else because uh, yeah you know where i i feel like i'm going to europe soon and i'm going to appreciate it but i really feel like i'm going to be like yeah i'm american <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's okay to, like i think it's okay to be american oh know? absolutely yeah. <laughs> we we like to shit talk ourselves a lot but i think that's cuz most people actually care about our country and want it to be better so we talk about the problems a lot but like america yeah. Yeah. is awesome yeah it's it not is. perfect
1: and I know that mm-hmm. but at least we don't think that we're perfect
0: right <laughs> right yeah, for real you know? yeah for real yeah, yeah. And we're I mean, always trying to be better absolutely it's a and big like, part of it. it it's and it's a really refreshing perspective to hear mm-hmm. that you know it's like yeah I'm proud to be an American yeah I mean and at least I know <laughs> I'm free <laughs> But I mean like Damn right Because it was such a thing I mean there was a whole Age of nationalism After World War II And such you know And the, Yeah like, I mean because After World War II Basically the Cold War Immediately started um, And But that was like The It really was The age of nationalism It was like Heck yeah We are America We are the best Right But it's like mm-hmm. As time goes on I think we're taking A more nuanced approach to it It's like we know We're not perfect But we're pretty darn good Yeah Right
1: You know We got it under control Absolutely well, we had some parts under. Some Kool. parts. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So uh, To your point about imperfection. Connor. <laughs> yes.
2: I think we might be reaching the end of our conversation. Yes. So I'm going to ask you a very important question. Yes. You ready? Are you sure? I am. Everybody heard that good. <laughs> how have your passions, how have the things that you're involved in changed the world around you?
1: Um, They've given me they've brought me connections with people. They brought me connections with the things that I used to just see as like a piece of wood and then opportunities that can come from it. But really it's brought me a lot closer to other people because I love sharing my hobbies with other people. I love sharing my love for playing games with other people. That's what I try spending most of my time doing. And it really, the connections with the people around me, I've, recently come to realize they're like the main things that have like put me through college like literally getting to where, anywhere I am like could not do it without people that keep me through the day yeah that's,
0: that's awesome that's so true man mm-hmm. thanks again for coming on thank you for, for having me for second time yeah and this time we talked about things you wanted to talk about look the, at that a double whammy <laughs> <laughs> so now that you can
2: listen to the other episode where Connor hates everything we're talking about <laughs> and then listen to this one Let's talk
0: yeah, about night and day, <laughs> night and day, baby peanut butter. Nice. <laughs> um, for those of you listening, that was Connor Bishop, and hopefully you found some hope today. Thank you. I hope you did.
2: Thanks for listening to The Only Constant. We show how people use their passions to change the world around them every day. To learn more about our mission, visit onlyconstantpodcast.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at only constant podcast to see even more and stay updated with the show if you're listening on apple podcasts amazon music or spotify leaving a review or rating for the podcast helps us learn what's working and what's not we value your feedback hopefully you found some hope today